kind of somber in here without DJ Jimmy. It is really somber. And like, it's not like we haven't recorded with him before, you know? I know. We've done it often because he's a freaking busy dude. Right. But. But this time it's like. Wah, wah. Oh gosh, it's a whole different sound effect. So here we are in the podcast dungeon. So what's new with you? Well, this is Oddity Files. The, the podcast. podcast. I'm Clayton Abbott. I'm Kitsy Duncan, and I'm a ditz. <laughs> we are a creepy, spooky, paranormal type podcast. We talk about big feet and ghosts and possessions and UFOs and all those things that you can't really prove, but it seems like a lot of people have encountered. Well, and everybody wants to know more about it. Exactly. I mean, there's a channel on cable that used to be about all different things, and now it's just all about the shit we talk about. All about the paranormal. So people are digging this stuff, as are we. So, you know, we aren't the only weirdos. That's true. We're all the weirdos, and I couldn't be happier about it. So I was in the hospital this week. You and were. Fucking shit. I know. It's People are germy and disgusting. So crazy. Did they did they figure out like what might cause it? So I woke up Sunday morning with right. an itchy eye, and I think I might have just scratched it and kind of broke the surface. Uh-huh. And if this germ, this fucking super mega Thanos style germ, Ugh. gets in your body, it takes over. I refuse to read about cellulitis <laughs> because I might find out I was close to death, and I don't want to know that. But um, yeah, I came down with cellulitis and it looked like I was in a car accident or that my husband punched me in the face or something. It was just- Or the Goonies. Awful. Sloth was my (laughs) gift. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh. To you, all the other kids, to anybody who was asking how I was doing. Glenn texted me. Because I thought I had the mumps. Oh. Yeah, I woke up. So I woke up. The day before we left Minnesota and like this one little gland was swollen and I woke up the next day and another gland was swollen just on one side of my face next to my mouth. I'm like, holy shit, these anti-vaxxers, what if, I mean, I'm not a spring chicken, what if this shit wears off and I could get the mumps again? (laughs) But thank God it got me to the hospital because I could have lost an eye. Gosh, it's so crazy. But you want to hear something creepy about my hospital stay? Maybe. Yeah, yes. you yeah, do. Yeah. No, it's not gross, creepy. Okay. Um, so I walk in and I just got admitted and I'm looking around the room. I'm like, you know, this kind of reminds me of the rooms, abandoned yeah. rooms we go into sure. where you just like see one like antique wheel- wheelchair sitting yes, in the corner. Always. And they're about to tear down this this hospital oh, in the okay. next couple of years because they're, right, building, they're building another one here in Bloomington. And I'm like, oh, my God, just to be able to get in here and investigate, blah, 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 blah. And then, so the reason they kept me in the hospital was to keep me on an IV with antibiotics. So my little IV wheelie thingy, I go to move it one time, and it rolls right back to my bed. I'm okay. like, um, I don't know about this. I started to mess with it, realized that the floor wasn't sure. level. But I was talking to one of the nurses about this, saying I was hoping it was haunted and it was moving on its own. And she goes... Oh, no, there's a ghost on this floor. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I was completely 
way far away from me. But yeah, all the nurses were all about the paranormal there. Once I started talking about it, people are popping in. Hi, just wanted to come in and meet you. I'm like, really? You couldn't just come in when my face is normal? Right. And I don't look like sloth? Uh, Um, But yeah, so there's... It ended in 08. It was like a 4608 or something like that. The room was haunted. They hear a lady screaming in there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. um, Saying, help me. Or sometimes they'll hear her saying, my leg hurts. Oh. Yeah. And they have no idea why or... No. And not everybody hears it. Just some people. Really? And um, so as I was finally able to go home, the nurse that I bonded with the most, my Harry Potter Mm -hmm. cohort, um, she goes... Do you want to go look at the room? I'm like, duh. Yeah, I want to go look at the room. I'll tell you if it's haunted or not. She goes, really? I said, yeah, I'm not a psychic. I'm not a medium, but I get vibes. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you might not be able to go in because I think there might be a patient in there. Well, there wasn't. Oh, my gosh. So I walked in and it's weird. Really? I feel like it's not bad or anything. The, The instant thought I had in my brain is I need to get out of here. Like Whoa. she needs to cross over or something. Oh, she you. might okay. not know she's dead and yeah, think yeah. she has to go home, but I think she needs to cross over. And I looked at the nurse and I'm like, I can't help you with that. <laughs> I have no not idea. Not my business. <laughs> nope. I don't. I'll do it wrong and then she'll be stuck on the second floor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the elevator game. Exa- yeah, literally. Oh, so yeah, that was the only spooky other than, you know, my looks going on around here. That's about crazy. You. Of course, though. Like, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for me, nothing too, nothing at all, actually, which no. sometimes is okay. With, yeah. I've just had a, a very hectic few days and few days ahead of me. So the the less paranormal that happens, I'm actually okay the with. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we can blame it on Mercury or whatever we'd like to. But, you know, the past week was just a week. Yeah, so for sure. Moving on, looking ahead. <laughs> yes, guard yourself from retrograde shit. Communicate right. with all your, all you use your words, kids. Yes, it's the best way to make it through retrograde. Um, yeah. So I mean, again, fucking season three is out. It is, and I'm so excited with the feedback we're getting. We have. I mean, I would say. I mean. Even just on social media, the amount of stuff that we're seeing is so exciting. Like, yeah. so, so exciting. Absolutely. And everybody's raving about it. And I love when we get uh, the little blurbs. It's like, wow, your editing has improved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been working on that. So, but those of you that may be a new listener or you only listen to the podcast, we have a TV show on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members. It's called Perfectly oddity files just like the podcast and we now have three seasons up there for you to binge at your leisure or leisure um and if you you're not a prime member you can still uh purchase the season i think it's like 9.99 for all six episodes or something like that we're still for some reason not showing up at the uk though and i've been continually emailing Amazon about that. But those of you in the UK, if you want to reach out to Amazon as well, sometimes it takes, you know, um, a couple squeaky wheels to get the oil. So uh, definitely reach out to them. Again, I'm going to keep emailing them and see what we can do. But again, anybody who's listening, check us out on all the stuff and all the things. We're at Oddity Files on Twitter. 
um, Instagram and on Facebook. We're just search for Oddity Files. Or if you want to see our super secret fan group, that's not really a secret, and we let absolutely anybody join. Uh, search for Oddity Files fan group, and that's where you'll find us online. We also have a website that I always forget to promote. Oh, it's yeah, right. Oddityfiles.com. <laughs> um, we have some merch up there. I've been thinking about revamping the merch a little bit and doing yeah. like limited runs. Ooh. That'd be certain cool. shirts like keep the staples sure like the logos and yeah. The, yeah and then those silly things i you know wake up in the morning and have an idea to do <laughs> we'll just do like limited runs yeah. of those so that was my thought on that i don't think there's a whole lot else going on this will go up on the what is today uh, on the 22nd and we will be in louisville kentucky yes we will and we will be doing a, our last live podcast of the year crazy that it's here already now I, I mean looking back at all the dates that we've done this year it's just it's just been a whirlwind of a year it has and yeah. it's been so much fun and it just kind of organically happened it absolutely did that's what is the coolest yeah. thing about it we didn't have to push for it we didn't have to scream yeah. and yell and it just people came to us and and it's been so much fun especially meeting all the fans and absolutely and all the different cities and minneapolis was great it was so great the turnout that we had in minneapolis was incredible yes. at one point the room was almost full once we got into our story, some people started to leave, but that's pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> I had heard somebody in the audience said that people were trying to come in and find a seat and there weren't enough seats for their entire group, so they'd have to walk out. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I feel <laughs> terrible. Get us a bigger room no, next we time, people. We need the people. room from um, Indiana Comic Con. Yes, for sure. Or the one from Horror, Horror Hound. Hound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need to go back to Horror Hound someday. Yes. They're always the beginning of my everything. Yep. It's crazy. But yeah, check us out if you're in Louisville tonight, which is November 22nd at 8.45 p.m. I am completely spacing out the room number. But if you head to oddityfiles.com and go to our events page, it's all on there. With that in mind, so we actually, here in a couple of weeks, it will be our one year Potiversary. I made that word up. How do you like it's it? Perfect. Okay. Yay. So with that, we want our one year episode to be just all of you guys. Whether yes. it's but we want you to to record something and send it in. So mm -hmm. don't like type something in like we usually list or request listeners supported or listeners submitted stories. We want you to record something, whether it's your favorite thing about Oddity Files, your favorite story you've heard on Oddity Files. Um it can still be something that's happened to you. Yeah. Um, we just want it all to be our fans. Yes, because we wouldn't be here if it weren't for y'all. So, um, yeah, we want to make it. I mean, yeah, it's about us, of course, but <laughs> we wouldn't be here right. without the support of you guys. So we want it to be just like an all in the family kind of fun, good times. We're going to do some Q&A's. Um, that have been submitted by the fans and listeners and also play some recordings. And I think maybe we'll read some of the listener submitted stories that have been kind of piling up yeah, lately. absolutely. That would be fun. And just be something completely different. Completely different. Yay. But those, it. we need to have those by December 1st. Yes. 2019. So if it's before December 1st, 2019, you can still send those in. If it's afterwards, 
Um, the episode will be out soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm off my game today, Clayton. I don't know what's going on. Oh, oh you're fine. I retrograde. mean, you've been going through a lot. I've had a lot going on, so it's it's fitting. <laughs> and you're freezing again in your home. I am. Um, they're getting ready to start mass construction on Monday. So um, they more or less have like a three-ish week deadline. Whereas if it's not done, then toodaloo. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out. That's insane. I can't it's believe it's been going. On for that long. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. You have a in the news? Oh, that's exactly what I'm forgetting. <laughs> Thank you. So this, I kind of came across this in my news feed, and this is actually from Fox News. So, I mean, it's. It could or could not be legit. That's just the way news stories are. But it's not like Joe Schmo's paranormal right. site. Um, Airbnb CEO says guests once complained because a house listing was a little too haunted. Wow, the pop-ups on this page. So this lodging should be called Scare B&B, according to Fox <laughs> News. So punny. Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky has opened up about the weirdest complaint a user has ever made, and it involves a debatably friendly ghost named Stanley. Friendly ghost. Friendly. One day a customer calls us and says they want a full refund. Chesky said last week at New York Times Deal Book Conference, whatever that is, we say, well, why do you want a real a full refund? And they said, because the house is haunted and there's a ghost in the house. Well, Chesky's team needed to verify the claim and rang the host, assuming they would deny that their property was haunted and, lacking any supernatural photographic evidence, it would be case closed. Right. Well, unfortunately, the host confirms the ghost says that it's a friendly ghost named Stanley. Oh, my gosh. And that the ghost Stanley is in the listing description. Okay. Yeah. Chesky says, we read the listing and Stanley is mentioned. When Airbnb pointed this out to the spooked guest, they clarified that their issue was not with Stanley's presence, but that he was not friendly. Okay. Well, I mean, you people have a bad day. Yep. Ghosts can have a bad day. Maybe they were fucking rude. It's true. I'm going to go that route. Me too. Because she called the manager. I'm just saying. <laughs> Straight to the manager. Yeah. <laughs> the CEO. Um, the, they said, yes, we knew about Stanley, and that's why we booked it. But Stanley has been harassing us all night. Are you fucking kidding me? You're, what did you expect? I know. You're going like, to go bring you breakfast in the morning? Like, clean your shoes? Right. I, I, I don't know. Chesky was as at a loss, as are we. Um, he goes, how do you educate that? There's no playbook for this stuff, right. which is perfect. But this kind of goes back to where, you know, we've been talking recently about buying, if we were to buy a haunted house, what we would do with it, Airbnb it or yeah. whatever. And, you know, seriously, if you're going to a house that's haunted, first of all, how do you know the ghost is always friendly? You don't. I have a feeling this bit, this lady was a bitch. Okay. And she was probably yelling at the ghosts. Probably. Saying, Stanley, get over here and do this and do that. And um, he got pissed. Probably. I am hashtag (laughs) Team Stanley. How about you? I am. And I love the fact that the CEO of Airbnb came out to tell the story. Got involved. I know. It's crazy. I love it. 
So there's actually a lot of paranormal in the news, so I'm good to go for the next few episodes. Okay. <laughs> Pretty stoked. They're like all just down my timeline today. I'm like, like, yes, yes score. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, so I guess we got to tell stories. Yeah, I think because you went first in Minneapolis. Yes. So I guess that means it's me. Yay. I'm going to sit back, chillax, and listen. At 7.15 p.m. on September 12, 1952, three little boys witnessed a bright object fly across the sky. Oh. The object came to rest on a piece of land belonging to a local farmer. Once they saw the thing land, the boys went to one of their mom's houses where they reported seeing a UFO crash in the hills. Again, they're little boys. Like, of course it's a UFO. Yeah. From there, the boys and a group of locals went to the farm to try and find out what they had just seen. Because it wasn't just the boys that saw it. Like, several people. Oh, okay. One of the locals, their dog, like, ran after it. Ran ahead and out of sight. Started barking. Moments later, came back running towards them with its tail between its legs. So, we're clearly terrified. Yeah. Yeah. After traveling about a quarter mile, the group reached the top of the hill where they reportedly saw a large pulsating ball of fire about 50 feet away from them. Damn! They also saw and smelled a mist that made their eyes and noses burn. Oh, that can't end well. A farmer then noticed two small lights over the left of the object and directed his flashlight towards them, revealing a creature, (gasps) which was reported to have emitted a shrill hissing noise and then headed off towards the the red light that was like 50 feet away from them. It's, it's protecting something. Right. So at this point, the group just fled. They were terrified. Yeah, it was that sound. Right. So upon returning home, the mother con- contacted local sheriff and news reporters. What's crazy is that when she first contacted the sheriff, she was like more or less put on hold. And when they finally got to her, they're like, sorry, we've had like an... A ton of people calling reporting like a plane crash or something tonight. Oh, wow. So a ton of people saw whatever this was. So the reporter conducted a number of interviews and returned to the site where the with the farmer later that same night where he reported that there was a sickening burnt metallic odor still in the area. The sheriff and his deputy searched the area separately but found no trace of that encounter. So they're not. There's nothing there. Well, okay. Right, who knows? Gotcha. So early the next morning, the reporter visited the site of the encounter for a second time and discovered two tracks in the mud, as well as traces of a thick black liquid. He immediately reported them as being possible signs of a flying saucer landing based on the premise that the area had not been subjected to traffic for at least a year. So, like, you couldn't drive up there with a car. Right, right. It was later revealed that the tracks were likely to have been those of a Chevy pickup truck driven by a local who had gone to the site to look for the creature. Because, again, a ton of people saw this. Right, right. And you're going to want to go toward it and figure out what the fuck it is. So after the event, investigators associated with civilian saucer investigation obtained a number of account witnesses from who claimed to have experienced a similar or related phenomena. The accounts... Included the story of a mother and her 21-year-old daughter who claimed to have encountered a creature with the same appearance and odor the week prior to the September 12th incident. What? The encounter reportedly affected the daughter so badly that she was confined to the hospital for three weeks. They also gathered a statement from the mother of the 
of that local farmer in which she said that at the approximate time of said crash, her house had been violently shaken and her radio had cut out for 45 minutes. Weird. And a report from the director of the local board of education in which he claimed that he had seen a flying, flying saucer take off at 630 in the morning on September 13th, being the morning after the kids and everyone saw it. Oh. So, if you've never heard of this, this is the Flatwoods incident. Oh. Relating to the Flatwoods monster. Okay. So the day after the Flatwoods incident, a couple taking a leisurely drive through the mountains of Frametown, West Virginia, at dusk, were met with a similarly horrific experience. Their car came to a sudden stop and refused to start again. Of course it did. Shortly <laughs> thereafter, a terrible sulfuric odor filled the air. The couple got out of their car just trying to find out what was going on. Yeah. Spotted something worse than anyone could imagine. From the waist down, it was basically exactly the Flatwoods monster. Um, this creature is thought to be obviously the same one, but is separately known as the Frametown monster. So okay. most people think they're the same because they look identical, but you know. So the entity was initially reported as being about 10 feet tall and 4 feet wide. It appeared to be some sort of wearing like a robotic suit or space suit ish type thing okay um it had a cowl in the shape of an ace of spades behind its round head set in the head were two eyes described as portholes like glowing greenish orange and the size of half dollars the bite the body was a metallic armored structure lined with thick vertical pipes discrepancies exist in the actual color of the armor some claiming that it was black while others say that it was more green the existence of the arms is a similar matter. Most state that the monster was armless, while some say that they had small claw toy-like arms. Okay. Um, and what is crazy is that the description, it's not like any other alien. So where it's like big head, you know, large eyes, gray bodies. Right. Like, these are just so like uniquely described. And described in such detail. But also, like, everyone they spoke to. And keep in mind, this is the 50s. So it's not, like, social media or right. internet or any of that. And so for all these people within, like, a few days to describe seeing this thing very, very similarly. Yeah. With this, like, cow behind it with these glowing eyes about 10-ish feet tall, not um, not touching the ground, like, hovering almost mm -hmm. over the ground, wearing what almost looks like one might call a skirt. And I'll show you a photo. And we will post this on our Instagram stories. Um, basically, every episode we have stories that follow along for visual aids, you could say. So we will post this. But that is... Now, see, I've seen the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. I've seen... like There's like statues and things yeah. of it in West Virginia. I thought it was a cryptid this entire time. I never did the well, research on it. that's the thing. Is like, it's kind of the perfect mix. It's like, is it a cryptid? Oh. Is it an alien? What is it? But there was a crash, so right. I immediately go alien knowing that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what's crazy is that it has now kind of taken, it's make it's kind of made its way into pop culture mm -hmm. in the sense that like several video games have implemented characters that they don't call the Flatwoods Monster, but one of the most famous ones is a character out of Zelda, and they... The, the creators, everyone say that, you know, they created this character, 
But if you look at it, oh damn, it is. I mean, it totally is. They like change some of the colors. Yeah, but it's just a different color scheme. And there's, um, Chris, my husband plays Fallout, and like the latest Fallout he played, most of it happens in West Virginia. Right. So you've got you know the haunted locations, you've got the Mothman, and I believe. They are in that video game as well. They probably are. I'm trying to find. Yeah, it's right here where it says. Um, so the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask features that creature that I just showed you mm-hmm. referred to as them. They're just known as them. Ooh. And they invade Romani Ranch. And that obviously, as you can see, they look identical yes. to the Flatwoods Monster. While they are obviously meant to be aliens, they are most likely believed to be ghosts or demons by the residents of the Zelda universe. So okay. they try to play them that route, whereas obviously, um, and and there are a, a list of things, like you said, Fallout, there's a Wii game that this very similar creature is on, and it's just crazy because oh, yeah. obviously none of that stuff was a thing in the 50s either. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was like the perfect conglomeration of like ufo parent or uh cryptid Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy and there there's a lot more just to the story itself of like that night that initial night and all the people that had witnesses uh, or the amount of witnesses there were in different accounts but something so unique looking yeah that could be described so similarly across the board is just Kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. What got me was you were talking about the little girl had seen one prior. Yes. Which, I mean, they're obviously making trips back here. This time, they just fucking crashed. Right. Exactly. Well, I and, mean, like, how often were they coming before then? And for these, like, the little boys even, to be able to describe something like that, it's like, how would like how would they know? Because like, yeah. odds are they never even heard the story of that the girl. Exactly. The 21-year-old in the hospital. Like, there's no way. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and just the fact that it it's just such a distinct, everything was so distinct about yeah. it. Just from the cowl to the arms to the floating. Yeah. That's fucking creepy. And the, like, the eyes, like the glowing of the eyes mm-hmm. and this, like the sulfur smell. Yeah. Um, Why do things always have to smell bad? I don't know. I don't understand that. But I mean, if they're from space, who knows? Maybe it's different hygiene. Maybe, you know, what we, you know, maybe we think Axe smells good. They think smells like sulfur and demons. We don't even know. I have a story that I just kind of came across and I'm, I'm going to run with it. Um, while I was in the hospital, I was writing stories. So this is the possession of Alexandra H-U-E-R-T-A. Herta? Okay. You think? Yeah. Okay. So it all really begins when Alexandra, then one, and her brother, then two, lost both their parents. But 15 years later, the headlines read, three American friends hospitalized after becoming possessed following Ouija board game in the Mexican village. Okay. You know what got me. It was the Ouija Ouija board. board. Ouija board victim possessed by several demons. Family says she is a Christian girl. And the story goes a little something like this. According to the Wikipedia, the definition of demonic possession is this. Demonic possession refers to the state of one being controlled, either directly or indirectly, by a supernatural force, commonly of satanic origins. 
Symptoms of demonic possession commonly claimed by believers include missing memories, altered personalities, convulsions, fainting, and spastic hand movements. I'm always possessed because my (laughs) hands are always spastic. And there's just not enough fainting in real life. So my thoughts, for those of you who don't know or aren't sick of hearing me talk about it, are that I don't believe in demons. as they, I don't believe they're as co- common an occurrence as everyone thinks. More often than not, I think demonic possession is misdiagnosed, mental illness, or just illness in general. Sure. I believe a lot of demonic spirits are just assholes. I mean, if you're an asshole in life, you're going to be an asshole in death. This, of course has nothing to do with possession. And neither does this. But with all the demon talk about to go on in the supposed demonic infested places we investigated for season three on Amazon Prime, I really want to make myself and my opinions clear on this. I believe a lot of scary evidence that is captured is really miscommunication. I believe being able to communicate over different realms has to be hard. Mm -hmm. I mean... We just put it out there. We don't know if they're actually getting it or not. And sometimes these spirits are trying so damn hard to be heard, they sound like they're screaming. Maybe scratching is their only way to get our attention. Maybe they're just reaching out to us uh, to tell us what they want to tell us. And maybe when they're telling us to get out, we're scaring them by trying to communicate with them. Yeah, I mean- when we hear shit, we're like, what the fuck was that? Get the fuck out of yeah, here, exactly. you know? Um, and they just want us to go away. So let me put it this, let me put away my soapbox and get on with the story, shall we? Back to Alexandra. Three American friends have been taken to a hospital after reportedly becoming possessed by evil spirits while playing with the Ouija board. Alexandra, we're just going to call her Alexandra. <laughs> was playing the game with her brother Sergio and her 18-year-old cousin Fernando at a house in the village of San Juan in the southwest part of Mexico. But minutes into it, she apparently started growling and thrashing in a trance-like state. So this is some of the audio that wasn't nearly as... This was on Mail Online that wasn't nearly as dramatic as I thought it was going to be. Trying hard to get a better signal? (laughs) (laughs) It's terrifying. (laughs) Absolutely terrifying. Blah, blah, blah. Warning contains graphic footage. So this is her in the ambulance. She got some crazy eyes going on. I mean, she could just have stomach cramps. I mean, I know when I have a stomach ache, I want to do that. Do I? Yeah, sometimes I do. Um, but like I said, the video was taken by the ambulance drivers. And can I just say, what the fuck? She's she's in like this stretcher thing with like pads all around her body, tied down, oh strapped down. And they're just taking video of her. Of course. First and foremost, no. Right. That's wrong. Fucking stop that shit. But it went viral. 
Surprise. Yeah. Um, I personally would be super shitty if that was me tied down in the ambulance and somebody's taking video of me. I'd be like, motherfuckers, Stop. back the fuck off. I will possess you now. Um, and it's reason 497 million why I fucking hate people. <laughs> but back to the story. Meanwhile, Sergio and Fernando are also reportedly starting to show signs of possession as well. Possession isn't air quotes, Mm -hmm. including feelings of blindness, deafness, and hallucinations. She started convulsing and screaming of terrible visions, said Maria Camano, 48, and her guardian. So they were orphaned by their parents early on, and this was their guardian. In the house where the trio tried to make contact with the dead. According to reports, the three teens immediately began experiencing hallucinations and tried to hurt themselves. Family members tried to intervene, but it was to no avail. Nothing could be done. So Maria went for help to the local priest instead of calling the ambulance. Okay. Um, but he wouldn't do anything because well, they weren't members of the church. Oh. And didn't go to church enough. Um, Maria gave a terrifying account of the effects of the Ouija board. I thought they were going to lose their minds, said Maria. I was terrified when I saw what the Ouija board had done to them. She was possessed by a spirit who wanted to harm her. Since the church was refusing to help, an ambulance was finally called to take uh, Alexandra and her relatives to the local hospital where she did receive treatment. Another article translates what Alexandra was saying in the possession video. And apparently she was saying things like, I'm going to die. She says at one point the video, um, she just laughs at herself hysterically. The ambulance driver asks, instead of, you know, helping her, asks her what she's laughing at. And uh, then he asks her why she's going to die. You have to get better. Your family is waiting for you. She replies with, they will die. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, just fun time, happy bus. Absolutely. Yeah. Alexandra was speaking in tongues and in a voice that was not her own, said Mrs. Kamano, which, I mean, speaking in tongues is just gibberish, right? I think so. It's just I think so. not saying anything but being vocal. I think it's, so. Yeah. I've been to some of those churches. It's fucking terrifying. Um. So what's the deal? Did the poor girl, only trying to contact her parents that she missed so much, just make a wrong turn and pick up a demon along the way? After a bit of research, and a, a little more comes out from Alexandra's guardians after the video went viral. Apparently. Okay. I'm not going to say I told you so, but the three were under the effects of the Brug. Brugmansia drug for seven hours. The drug induces powerful nightmares and it's used in many shamanic religions in Mexico to allow adherents to make contact with the spirit world. Whoa. It's a fucking drug. drug. It's going to make you think you made contact with the spirit world. Um, It's also known as the angel's trumpet for its large poisonous flowers and induces dark hallucinations, confusion, muscle paralysis, and can lead to death in large doses. The three had left their home early on Sunday morning to search for the drug around their home, whose flowers grow around the village 
in the Mexican state of Morelos. We're going to go with that. The plant is then boiled into tea. Maria, well, no, this is Jose, Maria's husband, says she never knew her parents as they died when she was just a year old. She wanted to contact them, and we told her this is the way to do it. Wait, what? The hell kind of foster home is this? Literally. Um, The orphans drank the dangerous concoction an hour before enacting their seance. They hoped it would open their minds to the spirits they tried to contact, said Mr. Camino. Yeah, it opened their fucking minds up to something. We knew what... We knew what they were doing, said Mr. Camino. Alexandra wanted to contact her diseased parents with the use of the Ouija board, but we never thought it would lead to them becoming possessed because they fucking weren't. We're simply to have them home, happy to have them home again. We want to sue the paramedic who filmed Alexandra, he said. Well, what about you giving these children drugs? That's also true. Well, maybe laws are different. I don't know. If you buy it on, I mean, if you pick it off the side of the road, is it illegal? I don't know. According to local reporters, doctors wouldn't comment on whether or not the Ouija board actually possessed the three young people. It appears Alexandra and her relatives have recovered, although she has no memory of the experience. Hashtag drugs. Drugs. Yeah. (laughs) This is not surprising since uh, Brugmansia or whatever the fuck, the trumpet drug can cause loss of awareness and amnesia oh duh so what are we thinking possession bad trip drugs bad parenting both (laughs) all of the above (laughs) i literally have so many more questions but the internet trail just kind of goes dead yeah after that um which i mean really tells us that it was just a bad trip where a poor Ouija board got a bad rap, <laughs> as it always does. So, yeah, I'm searching the stir. Oh, this possession, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the fucking foster parents gave him like some peyote or whatever. Literally, that's what it was. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. But also like those poor paramedics before they knew they were like on any sort of drug. <laughs> I would be terrified as well. But would you be taking video? I mean, no. It's terrible. No. So this is her all strapped up. Well, where's my cursor? Right here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, she looks like she's like, I don't know. She's got like I padding it, all around all her around body, her. all strapped down. I think it's drugs. It's totally drugs. <laughs> they had to have known that. I mean, if they were doing their job and not taking videos of her. Right. They would have known that. I don't know. All the stuff and all the things. Again, the Ouija board gets a bad rap but that priest was like see you didn't need me nope not at all maybe you should go to <laughs> go church, church motherfuckers not do drugs <laughs> yeah, exactly so do you have a story you with the one in the headphones right now listening to this we want to know it we want to read it we want it send it please now to oddity files crew at gmail whether it's happened to you a relative it's an urban legend of the town you grew up in. I've got some good ones. I bet you do too. Send it on over to us at oddityfilescrew at gmail. But speaking of stories that aren't ours, yes. I made a little trip the other day to the Bob and Tom Studios, which, mm-hmm. okay, our setup fucking sucks because <laughs> it's badass there. I walk in with my little podcast case and they're like, 
oh, no, no, no. We're just going to record it on our equipment. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) But a good friend of mine, Josh Arnold, is part of the Bob and Tom show. I met him a few years ago when I thought I was going to, when I thought I could act. We were in a movie together called The Impersonators. It's about um, superheroes, people that dress up as superheroes for their for birthday parties and things like that. And we were the opening scene and I played, you know, the, I want to speak to the manager lady and end (laughs) up pushing him into a kiddie pool. So I'm still trying to talk Josh into putting the impersonators up on Amazon prime. So all y'all can watch it. Cause I think that would be fun. But Josh had some great stories. He is a believer. He wants to go ghost hunting with us. And I really think it needs to happen. So here you go. I absolutely do believe in in the paranormal. I, I mean, I like to believe in all all cryptozoology and aliens and all that stuff. Bigfoot so. is my jam. Yeah. Now, have you had any personal Bigfoot experiences? Like, have you been on a walk or? Uh... <laughs> I actually live in the Morgan Monroe County Forest, which is huge for Bigfoot sightings. Really? I've not seen it. My son, after he moved out, the the Bigfoot sightings stopped. He's a very hairy boy, so I think it might have been my son. (laughs) I see. Not positive, but I'm still waiting for Bigfoot to come up and knock on my door and tell me he's been looking for me his entire life. Well, and knocking is what they do. It is, literally. (laughs) I have heard knocking in my woods. Really? Not gonna lie. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Bigfoot coming to your door. Are you into the Bigfoot erotica? Oh, God, no. That's creepy. <laughs> and um, yes, no, absolutely not. But I, I feel like Bigfoot, he's misunderstood and he mm-hmm. just wants a hug. I don't feel like Bigfoot is a threat. A lot of people are terrified of him. I'm I mean, not. I guess it would be scary to encounter yeah. a Sasquatch in the woods or something. But I I don't know. I've never thought of it as a um, sort of malevolent creature. Yeah, I, me neither. But I mean, I, I get why he's in hiding. People fucking scare me. Oh, yeah. So yeah. You, you understand that he <laughs> yeah. wouldn't want to have anything to do with us. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, I, I, I love all that stuff. And uh, I have had a few personal encounters uh, with the paranormal. And then I my, some stories run in my family um, about Ooh. I remember being very little. And um, well, I, I was about 10, I'd say. Okay. And I vaguely remember this, but I remember—I might remember it more through just my parents telling people about it. We were all sitting in the living room, and it was a very still night. Uh, no breeze, nothing like that. When all of a sudden our front door blew open. No. And a breeze kind of went through the room. And two or three minutes later, the phone rang, and it was my grandma telling she was telling she had the news that my great grandfather had died. And so my mom has always felt like that was a last sort of visit. Yeah, he he just wanted to say see ya. Right, because it was just such a bizarre um thing, this gust Very of terrifying. air that went through the yeah. uh and I she never told that story like she it had frightened her. It was more like a comfort thing, which I think Skeptics would probably go, oh, well, yeah, it comforted her, so of course she's going to believe that, you know, that right. that sort of thing. And who knows? It could have just been a wind, but it's sort of nice to think. It's the, very the coincidence is pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. My grandmother, her house was, I think, legitimately haunted. Most people think that. Most people who were in there or, and and were in the in my family or friends of, because almost everybody had some sort of experience in that house, and it wasn't. Like you would walk in and go, oh, this place is creepy. It was just a regular suburban house built in the 50s. Oh. 
and it was, you know, sort of a comforting place, but there were moments where all of a sudden I would be shrouded in dread, um, particularly uh, in one hallway and then in the basement. Just, And it wasn't a kid being afraid of the dark. It was like, there. It, this feels weird. No, this is a absolutely. weird, there's no reason I should be feeling this. Best and there were always reports from my uncles, and they uh, saw mist. They would see a mist walk down or you know float down the hallway. Um, there were always noises. When my grandma died, and uh, my parents and aunt and uncle were sort of rehabbing the house to put it on the market, my mom and aunt were in the kitchen talking, and all of a sudden they heard this sort of ominous growl. Oh, that's never good. Yeah, from a few feet. And my mom looked at my aunt and said, did you hear that? And she said yes. And they both, they just laughed. They bolted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Growling is never a good sign. Well, it's- here's my thoughts on that in the paranormal world. I feel like some spirits don't know how to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it sounds like a growl. Sometimes it looks like a scratch on your body. I just feel like they're all trying to communicate and learning I mean, it's a whole new realm. Think about it. it right. And they're learning how to communicate with us on this side from that side. Now, That's I interesting. could be full of shit. So those are some of the stories. But then the weirdest story, and I wish I could have this, uh, I, I wish the evidence were still around because yeah. I would love to know what this was. There was a big party at my grandma's house and uh, in the basement, my grandpa, this was late 80s, okay. and he had a, you know one of those gigantic home video recorders, so you rest on your shoulder. And he, uh, throughout the party, was just sort of walking around with it. And when they went to watch it, and apparently my uncle, my mom, and uh, my grandma and grandpa were all watching this, along with some other people. I don't know exactly who was there. At one point, my grandpa's panning across the room, and there's a woman in the back of the shot. It's people they all know. and then But there's a woman sitting in the very back of the shot in a black dress, just staring at the camera. And he pans across. And no one watching that video knew who that woman was. And no. No one remembers her being there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I begged for them, hearing the story, to go, where's that video? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we'd have to look for it. Because back then when you had home video, I mean, oh, my grandpa stacks. had cabinets. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I would have loved to have watched that again or watched that for the first and just gone, none, none of, no one recognizes who this person is. That's insane. Yeah, real weird. My personal experience is... The one that really has always stuck with me was I was staying with my grandparents. My grandpa was at work, and I was down uh, in the basement with my grandma doing laundry. And I heard footsteps walk go across the kitchen and into the living room. And I went, oh, grandpa's home. So I went up to say hi to him. No one in the house at all. Oh. And I came downstairs. I go, he's not here. And, she, and my grandma very flippantly just, oh, that's the ghost. Oh. <laughs> she said it to, she heard it all the time. Really? Yeah. And I mean, these were these were not just like the house settling. This it moved. That was so the feelings of dread in that house that I would it would come out of nowhere, and then kind of go away out of nowhere, and then yeah. that were my biz, big, biggest experiences in that house. But I did go on a ghost tour um, once and saw some things that I just I cannot explain. I thought, oh, this will be kind of fun. I didn't expect, and I expected to hear stories of hauntings. I didn't expect to do any hunting, which we ended up doing, and actually experiencing some things. Yeah. And so we went to this one Masonic Lodge 
Um, and there's, Why are you know, those things always haunted? Isn't that interesting? It makes no I sense. I think to the me. mystery of the Masons and all that is always fas- is fascinating, and how secretive they are. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, this place was was there were some great stories uh, told about it, and then we did. Uh, I don't know what this exercise would necessarily be called, but she had us put our arms out and walk through this room, and if you felt a cold spot, you should let her know and. I mean, I'll be damned. I, you feel there was one spot in particular, and there was again. She showed us that there were no vents in the area, no yeah. open windows, nothing like that. It was just in the middle of this very stagnant room, a cold spot. And if you felt it right, it felt like the the side. And and I mean, it was a drastic drop in temperature. Wow, it's crazy. It's almost like your your hands going into like a. a Freezer, yeah, in your refrigerator, right? It's, it's sort of like when you're when you're swimming in a lake and you hit those weird patches yes. of cold water. Uh, those are great. So you've not actually seen a ghost? Was there anything else on you? Oh, uh, well, I, I can't say I've seen a ghost. I saw a uh, an orb um, with your eyes. Yes, okay. it was at it was part of that Alton, Illinois tour, and we were at a place called the McPike Mansion, and uh, we walked in, and uh, she said, "Oh, look, there's somebody at the top of the stairs." And we all looked. There, it was a small group, maybe 10 of us. Mm-hmm. And we all looked. And I didn't really see anything at first. And then I saw what looked like um, a very faint, almost Christmas ornament. And I kind of went, oh, there's got to be something up there. It's, it's a just, glare it's from just, the street. Exactly. Or, yeah. it's a, and this thing, and she invited it to come down the stairs. And this thing started floating down the stairs. And it was what? clearly not a solid. It was just an orb of of. I mean, it's even hard to call it light. It was just an orb. But I guess it was sort of light. And it floated halfway down the stairs. And then it went right back up and turned. And yes, it was gone. And I I went, okay, I have just seen something I absolutely cannot explain. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. I I have no idea. How big was it? Baseball. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I was a good... The closest I ever got to it, because I, I was just standing in place, and it was coming down halfway down the stairs, so 20 feet away. But it looked about baseball size. Because I've seen little twinkle lights, you know, kind of out of the corner of your, yeah. your eye type of deal when I'm investigating, but not. That's a big deal. I mean, I wanted to be like, are you going to call the news? Because this, what <laughs> did, did we just see? Think- uh, I didn't have a camera because I didn't expect to see anything. I like, oh, it's going to be a history <laughs> tour. <laughs> right, right. And as we left the house, we turned around and she was thanking um, whoever or whatever it was that that. And she said, "Oh, look! There, you can see the black a black mass standing at the doorway." And I I feel like I may have talked myself into seeing it more than I actually saw it. Been there, done that. So, um, but other people claimed, "Oh, yes, I can definitely see the outline of a person right, uh, right there in the doorway." I I I didn't. Yeah, but, but that ball of light. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It was. I mean, that was. It was the most paranormal thing I've ever seen, and it's hard to explain to skeptics that it could not. So. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for telling your stories. I appreciate yes, it. Yes. Yeah. I love. I love this stuff, and thank you for doing what you do. I. Oh. I mean, it's so great. You I must love it. love it. I. I'm. It's. It's an addiction at this yeah. point. It's freaking ridiculous. At some point, you're going to have to go on a ghost hunt. With us, I I must. Okay. I would love it. It's I would a deal. love it. And what's your what's your Mount Everest, um, of uh, haunts? Um, my ab the White House. 
Oh, wow. You know, I've never really read much about that. Abraham Lincoln is supposedly haunts the White House. Yeah. Which would be a big deal to talk to that dude. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So great seeing you. Thank you so much for doing this. Yes, thanks for having me. And we will work out that haunt. I want to oh, do it bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it'd be so cool. So Josh is pretty funny. All the ghost stories, though. But he has great stories. You know, the ball of light kind of reminds me of when I was a kid and I saw that, like, ghastly looking, like, ball of light when was, i was at my friend's house oh yeah 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 was that the purple light yeah like purplish oh yeah that's nuts which we talk about in the episode of red key yes so yeah great stories though i i think honestly investigating with josh would be a Hilarious. blast because i i have a feeling he's a big guy yeah. he's tall he's he would be fucking terrified at the evidence we get <laughs> If you know you're that blown away by a little green ball of light, man, I got some shit for you. <laughs> but he's a big fan of of all this stuff, and yeah. we talked a lot about ghost adventures and the shows that are out there. So it was a lot of fun. We'll have to have him on again, and like I said, absolutely um, investigate with him. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I think it's just because one, it's it's been a minute. It has been a minute, and two. Jimmy's not here. But yeah, we need you guys to send us. I'm going to perk back up. This is good (laughs) times, happy times. Oddity Files, the podcast. We need you guys to send us your recordings for our Potiversary episode. Please, 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 please. By December 1st, send it to OddityFilesCrew at Gmail. Just record it on your phone. Yeah, if you open up, there's an app on iPhone called Voice Memos. Open that up. Just press the big red dot and it'll start recording and just... Record like what we said, whether it's what you love about us, your favorite story we've ever told. It could even be like your favorite moments of the the TV show. Absolutely. Um, we, we want those stories so that we can feature you in our one year. Absolutely. Try to keep them right at or under two minutes. Yeah. Make sure they're sent to us by uh, December 1st, noon Eastern time. And... You guys are fucking awesome. Thank you so much. And as we, like we said, today, as this is airing, we have our final live podcast of the year. And for all of you who have come to the pre- the previous ones, thank you so much. Oh, thank they are you. so much fun. And I'm already looking forward to next year's lineup. And if you're not in Louisville with us, well, then you better be binging Oddity Files Season 3 on Amazon Prime. That's right. Because... That's a good time. I've already watched it four times, all six episodes. It's good stuff. It is really good. Just saying. I think we're entertaining as hell. I do too. (laughs) On that note, weird is the new cool. Goodbye. Ghost on.